Your phone was ringing. Not now, it was. Are you recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of our uh, our directors calling. Sorry, whoever, whichever one you were. Um, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's good. We, we managed it via text. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, in between good. conversations. Welcome to this episode of You'll Die Trying. Is it a good day for you today? Yep, it's a good day. Belly's filled with coffee. I'm, I'm still, excited. I'm still drinking mine. It's probably freezing cold. No, no, it's warm. It's warm. This is an excellent mug that I'm holding in my in my hand. It's uh, it's it's tan in color, almost a taupe. Taupe with a dark colored rim. How do you spell taupe? Ready? T-A-U-P-E. Go. U P E. Dang it. That'd be funny if you said T O P E. What a dummy. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's just, it's going to come out one sooner or later. Hey, read, I want to read this uh, latest. We had this awesome, awesome uh, review or, or someone who stumbled upon the podcast. Uh, please consider visiting uh, facebook.com forward slash you'll die trying, <laughs> Instagram at die trying podcast. You can always visit anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying and Email us at you'll die trying podcast at gmail.com. How did you know that I was going to be talking about that or saying that? Or I, any know, of that? I know you. <laughs> you really do. I'm making a decision, everyone, um, soon that he doesn't agree with. <laughs> Are you going to, we can talk about it without talking about the content, right? Because you don't want to let that. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Don't let that cat out of the bag yet. But I, I, I am doing something totally. This is one of those times where we you asked, or do we ever disagree on anything? Like, oh yeah, of course we will. Okay, now is the point where we disagree. We definitely disagree. But before we hit, before we even touch that, I mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about. I want to talk a little bit about this awesome, awesome review we received, and we want to say thank you for for writing this. It's very uplifting for us to read your all's thoughts and commentary. Uh, these guys are vulnerable, brilliant, funny, thought provoking, and on the cutting edge of how a business should be operated. I very much enjoy listening and can relate to everything they discuss. Thank you, Nathan and Dr. Carroll, for being so honest and open in these podcasts and raising the bar for all of us in the funeral service. Oh, that's the li- that wasn't the latest one though. Mm-mm. God, that was our podcast they were talking about. <laughs> uh, there's another one. Yeah, there's another one that basically says Dr. Carroll is absolutely brilliant, and no. Nathan Morris is self-deprecating. <laughs> no, not no, not at all. It's, no, but it's we good. are so grateful for uh, the comments because it, it helps us know that that uh, first of all, it, there's someone listening. That someone is listening. Secondly, that we might say even if we if if Nathan has just said one thing. Selfie about uh, life that would matter. One thing, that's all that takes. That's that's it would be worth it. So you'll want to look on our social media sites, Facebook and Instagram, to see the selfie that was uh, taken during the publication of this this podcast. Absolutely. So I wanted to uh, to ask again, or kind of get back to that question of I don't uh, think you even got to ask disagreement. Oh yeah, disagreement. So Nathan has an idea for uh, the the business, and uh, Nathan is 
an extrovert. Nathan is an ideas person. Nathan is a fire with uh, imagination, I'll say. Nathan has a thought and other people tend to kind of implement the, the that thought right into reality. And then Nathan can continue to kind of create, well, he has an idea that is not a good idea. And <laughs> we've been talking about it for a large portion of the day. Since about 7.35 this morning. And it's been a nonstop conversation, very calm, very friendly, proves that people can disagree with civility. You know what? I want to stop there and say thank you. Because we literally do not agree whatsoever, and I don't feel at all judged or anything. Oh, and I good. think that yeah, that's really not. cool. And I, yeah. I just think not only just, but that doesn't—that's not just a testament to our friendship. Yeah. But I think it says that people can be civil and people can genuinely just have conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway. Well, and also because I know that in the end it will turn out that this was not a good idea. <laughs> It'll be a terrible idea. I. But I, think I am never one, I will never, you'll never hear me utter those words, those four terrible words. I told you so. You said it, not me. Yeah. I would never say it. Well, I want to share, I want to share something that I tried. I love the idea of valet parking. Okay. Love yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Love valet parking. If you are in any, if you go to a five-star uh, hotel, is it a five-star or four-star? How does it? Five. Five-star yeah. hotel, mm-hmm. five-star restaurant, or four-star restaurant? Well, there are like three Michelin stars is the top, yeah, but we don't have any of those in Owensboro. Yeah. We just have two Michelin stars. No, we don't. We don't have any. Well, if I want valet parking, because if you go to any... There's no valet in Owensboro. No. There none. used to be at the hospital. Yes. Oh, it's not valet anymore? I don't think they have valet at the new hospital. The old one they did. I think they do. Well, I don't know. Anywho, I think there's something to be said about a valet experience and having someone in this like really nice uniform park your vehicle before you go into the funeral homes. It's such an act of service too in hot heats and cold colds. Yes. I think it's doable Mm. still. Mm. Okay. I got it in my head and immediately implemented it. Valet? Yeah. Do you know that? You want to do valet at our homes? I did it. Oh, really? And it failed. (laughs) Do you know why it failed? Yeah, I know why it failed. Yeah. It failed because I didn't, I needed to have spent more time on it. Okay. Mm. I got this really nice valet stand. I got this really nice valet employee. It was legit. I mean, it was, it was legit. We numbered the parking spaces. We had it worked out perfectly. And the people that we parked for really appreciated it Mm. too, Mm. but the system was broken. It wasn't ready. Okay. So I'm just telling you that story to tell you I was the first to admit, and we bought a really, really nice, expensive valet stand, and it's still, it's still there. Where, I mean, where is that? It's in the, stand? it's in the garage. Oh. It's in the garage where Mr. Everly parks. Maybe I should use that at my practice. Yeah, you could. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, it, I, I think it's a good idea. There's still room for it. Okay. So anyway, all that to say, I, I, what factors go into making a decision if forward slash when there are people <laughs> around you who are saying whatever you do, don't do that. Okay. Good question. Let's use the valet as an example. Let's use the valet as an example. Let's say that you had a, you know, close personal business colleague and friend <laughs> and a spouse. 
and maybe others oh around you God. saying, whatever you do, don't roll out valet because, and then they listed their reasons. What oh. would bring you to make that decision to do oh. it anyway? Okay. Good question. Despite their Good question. argument, Good rationale. Question. I and wonderful explanations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I have mentors, candidly speaking, I have yes. mentors across the country who have implemented these incredible yes. ideas. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, marketability. Okay. Service. Okay. Experience. Okay. And it works there. Why can it not work here? Okay. So that's my thoughts going into this stuff. So I understand that change, this is a part of a change, this is a change. This would be a change of current. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Change isn't easy. Right. For anybody, even someone young like you and me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Older people. I love change. Changes. I love it. And I'm not arguing saying that this is, you don't like this idea because it's change. I I like trying things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Do you want to hear this story? In New Jersey, where I used to be. You were in New Jersey? Yeah. For a minute, for a while, did some school there. And is this King? No, that's in Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, of course. Uh, they have a, f- of course, New Jersey has 11 electoral votes by my last count. And it's a very small state, which means it's incredibly populated, right? And so there is a ton of traffic. And auto insurance is exceptionally high because with all that traffic, the margin for error goes up and so do obviously accidents. A lot of those accidents are caused by deer, especially in the late fall, November-ish, when there's the what's called rut, which is gross, but it's there are all these deer everywhere. <laughs> and what the local municipalities decided to do was to put birth control at the feeding sources for these deer to help thin out the deer population. Because of course, some people would say, well, just add hunters. Well, this is an incredibly populated area. We're, we're talking about not forests. We're talking about like a grove of trees with houses all around it. And there'd be like tons of deer in and out of there all the time. So they locate the feeding sources or create feeding sources and put birth control there. And that, that has helped to thin out the deer population. We don't do that here in Owensboro. Another story. Lots of snowfalls in Boston, Massachusetts. And I don't know if you've ever seen snow removal equipment like they have up there. But it's amazing. I'm shaking my head, everyone. He's shaking his head because he knows where I'm going. That, But we don't have... That was legit. That we don't legit. have huge snow removal equipment here in Kentucky because our one to five inch snows that happen three times a year don't necessitate that. It would be poor stewardship. Bad funding uh, problems no buy-in, doesn't increase the bottom line for the city, doesn't mean anyone's going to move to our town because we have bigger plows. It works in Boston, but it wouldn't work in Owensboro. I somehow forgot the point. Do you know the point I was making? You just busted my chops. (laughs) (laughs) What plays in Peoria will play anywhere, they say. But your mentor doesn't live in Peoria. And I think we should really take a long, hard look at your idea and I think the best thing you can do is to take my position, argue it from that, and see if you can argue yourself out of it. The best thing you should do is listen to me and not do it, Nathan. No, one of the best things I do when I'm debating something is to take the other person's perspective and argue it, like vehemently. And then I, I, then you realize, wow, there's value to both sides. 
Okay, so now argue it from my side. Okay. About the valet? Yes. Okay. Guys, we are literally I having can't. a we are literally having an executive meeting right now while podcasting. This is it. This is exactly this is what a, happens. This is awesome. Now yeah. we can record the minutes and submit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So arguing from your perspective. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak in the first person as if I'm you. Right? Okay. Okay. This will be fun. So I want my business to be exceptional. Nathan, you're an idiot. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I want it to be unique. I want to have uh, greater market share. I want to have provided an exceptional experience for families in their greatest time of grief. And I want to have thought of everything. And I want to have dotted every I and every T and spent whatever it takes to make sure that the experience that people have in this dark hour is the finest available. Because, first of all, that's the right thing to do to give people the finest of, of, of imaginable. Secondly, when we do that, we get to do that for not just one family. We get to do that for a lot of families. And that obviously increases our ability to do that for more families beyond that. And then we end up growing and, it, and we end up adding more people. So if we were to add a new service, like for instance, having valet, it would set us apart uh, in, in terms of we would be maybe one of the only uh, service uh, companies to provide that service in our area. It would be different. It would make people feel comfortable. It would be eyebrow raising in the good way. Like, Oh, well, isn't this nice? I don't even have to park my car. It's cold. It's raining. Someone else is going to get my car. That's a really lovely service. It's incredible hospitality. Right. Um, and so as a result, we become known as the place where there's an exceptional experience with impeccable hospitality, innovative and comfortable ideas are brought to life with uh, a competent and friendly staff, and it's second to none. You just talked me into it. Now talk me out of it. I love the idea though, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, no, that was good. I think I should just have you speak for me all the time. Now, now you take the other. You take my position. But it's hard for me to. I guess in my I just did it because I completely disagree with everything I said about the fact that you, valet. You disagreed with everything you just said. I don't know <laughs> with everything I said about the valet because I don't think that that makes us a better place with more exceptional service. I do think it's an act of hospitality. I think it's an act of hospitality. The question that I always encourage it's people- It's a barrier that I'm, breaker. People I'm coaching, I'm always asking them to consider this question, is what I am about to do absolutely necessary? No, it's not. Okay. But what- Everything else we do is. Everything else we- No? Yeah. Not really. Pointing to the bathroom or open hand leading or better guiding, which is best. Guiding? Necessary? No. Okay. Open hand. Okay. Necessary? It, yes. Okay. We So that's what we do. Open hand gesture. I think in the realm that we are in, and you all are listening to a real, this is a real scenario, yeah, by the way. This is time. legit. This is really happening. Uh, <laughs> I think in the world that we're in, anyone can put on a funeral service. Not everyone can create the experience. And if you can have value offerings at the ready, 
right? Mm-hmm. And you can have them available should they be wanted. It's kind of like do you you know you're not going to have a casket present at a memorial service when a loved one is in their urn. So obviously casket's not around. Correct. So that's a value offering that we're not going to present to that family. It's <laughs> no, your be, audience. It'd be very awkward. Yeah. So I am big on just having services available. For instance, your grief care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're you're at the ready. You're serving absolutely dozens of families a week. Necessary. It is necessary, but mm-hmm. not everyone takes advantage of it. More and more are. Yes. So let's think about it this way. If you offer a valet service, Mm -hmm. who is going to be parking those cars? I don't want to give my idea away. No, no, no. Just sticking with this comparison. (laughs) Who's going to be parking the cars? You're not not going to have other funeral directors parking cars. Nope. You're going to have to hire people to do it. National Honor Society, seniors that need volunteer hours. That would mean they would have to be ready at like 10 a.m. for a service when they're in the middle of school. Visitations, five to eight, valet parking. But see, there's another thing. Valet parking is only available from 5 p.m. until 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. So it's already limited. It's already limited. Which means people can't count on it. Which means it doesn't become an indelible mark of hospitality. It's Mm -hmm. only when it's convenient for us to offer it. Not convenient for us. Well, yeah. I know. It's hard. As much as I think it would be really cool because I like the innovation, I know that it's going to require more of you than you have to offer it. And I don't think you can see that far down the road because you're too far in it. Well, Still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Therein lies leadership 101. Oh gosh. No, these these are very important conversations. This is this is good. Okay, you know, let me ask you this okay. question real quick. What so so in in other words, if we were to list a pro and con list and the cons list is longer, right? I think the pros list would be longer. You're Beautiful analogy. Your beautiful talks just then for the valet parking were far longer than that of the cons. You will. You never gave the cons. Oh, I have to give the cons. Yes. You were supposed to argue from the other side. So who's going to park the cars? Right. Good question. Yeah. Who, we're going to have to invest in proper... So now we're spending money. Po- proper clothing for the elements. Elements, not ailments. That would cause ailments so if they weren't properly a clothed. a uniform. Uniform, yep. Of a hired staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then you're going to have to make sure that the staff are well-kempt and you know have to essentially put someone else in charge of other people, so create additional responsibilities. And at least two drivers, minimum. Minimum. Uh, liability. Insurance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Liability insurance goes insurance up. Insurance goes up. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else? Where will they be? Where would these people be? Outside. Right. Literally all the time. So you now are, you have a, a new traffic pattern. Brand new traffic pattern. And an already, I'm doing this for you. You notice? I'm Oh, yeah. I'm you're doing dis- your yeah, thing you're for doing you. my thing for me. Yeah, you'd have a brand new traffic pattern. I'm. You're just, you're 
smarter than me. No. So it's just that you can't see it yet because you're in the woods. Mm-hmm. You see trees. I'm trying to see the forest. That's my job. My job is to go up and perch and see what's out there. Well. That's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what I'm doing. And if it goes forward, not the valet, but the real thing, it will be interesting. What if it goes forward and you are like, this is legit. The opportunities, the doors that have opened, the relationships that have been built. Because let's be very honest, funeral service and care, when you walk into... I don't know. If I walked into an elementary school right now in my black suit, they'd be like, what are you doing here? You know, my kids don't go to elementary school yet. You know, yeah. they're still, they're still at their preschool. So, you know, what's this funeral director doing here? Right. Breaking barriers in this world, pulling back the veil, the curtain and letting people in or, or allowing yourself to be let in, I think is crucial. I think it will be a distraction. For who? For grievers. For people coming to pay respects. Not talking about valet now. Okay. Talking about the other thing. Now we're talking about the thing. I think it would be, I mean, I think it's sweet and fun in that kind of kitschy way, but I don't think that it will add value. And I don't mean monetary value, but emotional value, psychological value. I think it could serve to distract attention away from honoring and caregiving for the loved one in that person's family. It's just like having a baby in the room. When the baby's in the room, everyone's looking at the baby, which is great if the purpose for gathering is you know, to be around the baby. But if what we need to be doing is attending to our grief and the stories of a life well-lived, and then we are distracted, I don't know that it allows us or affords us the opportunity to be as faithful about that as we could have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. So that's my kind of root uh, concern. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will keep each, each one of you posted when I do this. <laughs> yeah, we will have a we will have to have a follow-up podcast. Jokes aside, jokes aside, I really do value. I'm looking you, Dr. Carroll, in the eye. I value your insight. Do not get me wrong. And everyone I do, Dr. Carroll is one of my closest confidants in decision making. And, you know, between Dr. Carroll, Megan, and myself, a lot of decisions are made. Yeah. Uh and it's very hard to be where we are and we do have everyone's best interest in yeah. mind. I mean, and you know, I'm a big supporter. So yeah. whatever decisions are made, I support it. And 100%. he really will. It, he knows my personality. He knows what will probably end up happening. And he, <laughs> you will be very supportive of me and pick me up as I fall face, face, face first. If that happens, it could end up being phenomenally it, successful. It could. Yeah. And that's, and I'll be the first to say, Hey, that was, that's a brilliant idea. I never saw that coming. I was wrong. And you really would be that. I mean, like you really would yeah, totally. be the first to do that. I I think this is a very teachable moment for people listening because if you have an idea that you're super passionate about, uh, do two things. Really talk with someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. Like check not only sources or, or check others that are doing something similar to or check and see what 
costs would be or how it could benefit, how it could deter, all those things before making of a decision. Don't go into something just absolutely blindly because it is stupid. I have done that before. I have done that before. Hence, a valet parking did not have the exact plan in place that was needed for it to work in Owensboro, Kentucky. Now we have deer everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so. Well, I think, uh, and I'd like to, to put in a plug for the Quakers. The Quakers uh, are a religious sect within kind of the umbrella of Christianity. And they have a practice that is called the Clearness Committee. I've been a part of a clearness committee when I lived in uh, and was serving uh, a, a congregation in Virginia, in the southern and western part of Virginia. You have to say that separately because people think you're saying West Virginia. It was the southwest part of Virginia. And this man, he was a hospital chaplain. He was weighing a career change, major relocation, major upheaval for his family, about probably 50 years old, had kids in college, had someone in high school, and uh, he wanted to talk about that. So he brought eight or nine people together and we all sat in his office and he didn't say a word. We just asked questions and he would write down the questions and then he would go away and discern a response to those questions that he thought was as objective as possible. We would get back together again. And then he would tell us kind of, here's what you asked and here's what I thought. And then we would ask another round of questions and we would do that until he came to his decision. So our job was simply to ask questions. His job was simply to listen and then to discern, which of course, as we've talked about before, discernment is that practice behind all other practices of seeking wisdom so that other decisions can be made. And ultimately, he discerned that he was going to take that position, and he did, and it ended up being a wonderful thing for him and his family. And it's great. He's excited. And David, I hope you're doing great. This is a practice that I think we all could benefit from. It's not getting six or eight of your closest friends. It's getting six or eight of the wisest people that you know. It may be a kind of um, tribe of of adversaries. What is that called? Abraham Lincoln. There's a book about it. He, the people he brought into his cabinet. Oh gosh, it drives me crazy. Anyway, um, there's uh, he at uh, a, he brought everybody in who was against him, who ran against him in campaigns, and and they all gathered around him, and became his closest cabinet, his closest companions and advisors, because he knew they had the nation's best interest in mind, not his. So when you invite people into your clearness committee, it's not six or eight of my friends who are going to tell me what I want to hear. It's six or eight of the wisest people I can think of who are going to ask me the wisest questions that I could never think of. And that helps me discern my, my, my forward movement. This has been really fun. I've really enjoyed this. I really appreciate you being kind and gentle and talking this scenario. I've loved with it. Me. It's been fun. It has been really, really fun. So until we'll keep you updated, I assure you, like I said, of what we end up deciding. It was team of rivals. That's I, what I was trying to think of. Lincoln's team of rivals. I know you'd find out before. So yeah, I think we should do a follow-up podcast, or at least a follow-up, <laughs> follow-up segment of a podcast to Definitely. once this decision is made and, and some of the findings. I think that would be really great. 
And either you will eat crow reverently or I will. I think I just hope that that we succeed no matter what. I do too. And if we don't, we'll uh, we'll die trying. We will. We'll die trying. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been good having you. It's, this has been good. Thank you. Can I have? The, can I say thank you back? Yes. Thank you, Doc. It's, it's my pleasure. <laughs>